It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura Pereno and I are super excited about the momentum that has been taking place. You guys have been sharing this podcast with your friends, and we are so, so grateful for your participation. We are actually finishing uh, two months on the series we called Transition. We originally thought it would go through August, but uh, the Lord has a different plan, so stay tuned at the end of this podcast as Laura gives you a little glimpse into what's coming in the month of August. But we have really enjoyed this time that we've been able to spend with you each each week. Today, as we conclude our series on transition, we're focusing on a very important part, a discipline in our spiritual walk with the Lord, and we're calling it staying connected. Staying connected. We're going to be using a visual with the branch into the vine out of John 15. But I wanted to start off with reflecting from this past year, Laura, we have shared that last summer was a big season of transition for you and I. And in those times of transition, when you go from point A to point B, you have to put your foot planted down so that you don't uh, fall on your face. It's not like you remember you used to, as a kid you used to jump over a creek. You know, and you're yes. kind of like it always it didn't always end well on yes. the other side of the creek because you didn't have a something that was grounding you, something that was planted on the on the flat, stable surface. And in many ways when we transition, we feel like we're just flying off in the air and we don't quite know what's happening. I don't believe that's the way God operates. We always want to stay grounded in Him. Absolutely. Having our foot planted in Him. It's so important. It it affects three huge areas. Uh, we're going to be talking today about how it affects your balance in your life. We're going to be talking about the stability that comes from having your foot planted on the ground, having your heart planted in Him, grounded in Him. And it also provides a wonderful place of safety for us. Even when things feel like they're swirling, it produces a measure of safety for us. Absolutely. You know, Deb, reflecting back on the past year and the transitions that have happened in both of our lives, staying connected to the Lord, staying connected to each other is really one of the things that has gotten me through personally. And I think about the word balance that you just referred to. You know, life really is all about keeping things in balance with what God has given us to do and what we decide that we're going to do in addition to that. And when we think about balance in transition, when you are leaving one place, you are literally taking something off your plate, right? And when you are transitioning into someplace new, you have the opportunity to put back on your plate where there are some empty places, lots of different things. So I think when we think about staying connected, um, it's God, what has left the plate? What is there room for on the plate now? And making sure that what we are putting on the plate is what God wants on the plate. It's easy. I found this out myself as I'm in a new state, in a new season of life even. It's easy for me to want to say, there are so many new opportunities here. I'm going to put it all on the plate, right? I might have only taken one or two things off when I left where I was behind, but now I see so many new exciting things, and so I want to put them all on the plate. Yet it's that godly wisdom that shows us which things to put on the plate and whatnot. 
It's also balance in relationships because the relationships that have always been a part of your history and who you are, man, you still want to keep them, but there's got to be balance in new relationships going forward. And really, if we look at um, even demands in our routine because our routines are going to change, making sure that our routines stay balanced, I have found myself that it is easy in times of transition to have these gap times and not knowing what to do with this time, right? You can waste the time or you can use the time wisely. Staying connected, like you just said, talking about abiding today. When we're connected and we're abiding, he is going to show us what our routines should look like, what our new routines should look like as we are changing into what he has called us to be. So I think that word balance for me has been really critical as I have sought the Lord on what's to go, what's to stay, and what new is to be brought on. It's so tempting, isn't it, just to throw a lot of new stuff. So to stop and say to the Lord, what is it that you want on my plate? Absolutely. It's, he has our best interest at heart, and it's going to look different. Transitions are not meant to look the same. So right. why repeat what you did in the old place? Right. It's something right. new. These are words that um, really trigger a lot of memories for me. I spent 30 years as a physical therapist, and balance and stability and safety if mm. you have to describe what therapy is i would say mm, those are yes. three key words and when your balance is off for whatever reason your stability is at is being threatened when i think of uh, patients right when they was walking them down a hallway and their balance was challenged they start to stumble they start grabbing at things mm. it might be me you know yes. it might be something <laughs> on the wall it might be a chair that moves so you make impulsive responses. Decisions are made on the fly, like in haste, when, you're, when your balance is off. And that means your stability, you're going to go down. Mm -hmm. and, and you're not thinking, boy, this is not a really safe thing for me to grab. You're just grabbing at it. Yeah. That's how actually a lot of therapists will get hurt. It's yes. because somebody else will just grab onto them thinking that you are Hercules. And mm -hmm. if you're caught off guard, you really pull, you know, you can pull a therapist down or, or injure them. How many times in life when we are transitioning from point A to point B or somebody close to us is, if they are not grounded with a foot planted on the floor and their balance is off and they grab for you. Absolutely. And they pull you down. You weren't expecting it. And, and frankly, it causes a lot of people to begin to resent you in that season of transition because you've now you've now injured them so yep. in that when your stability is at risk it's hard to feel at peace mm -hmm. it's hard to rest i mean think of standing on the ball pit at a mcdonald's yes you, you can't like there's <laughs> exactly. there's this unstable you know now the kids are shrieking they love it but in life sometimes you feel like that yes you do you know what what is what is holding you together if it's something that's like a moving target all the time your stability is really uh, is is hindered, and it's hard for you to enjoy the moment that you're in, because you're constantly feeling like, oh my gosh, what's happening next? You're in scramble mode, and at that point, you are at risk of of safety issues where you might get yourself involved in something that you had not prayed about, you had not thought it through. Maybe you grabbed onto a relationship. Think about when people transition from relationship to relationship mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how quickly they might um, latch on to somebody new because their stability has been planted in a person and not in God. Yes. And so they're making choices that they can look back and really have regrets about. 
Absolutely. You know, as we're talking about stability and balance and, and staying connected, it brings me back to Eunice's uh, podcast, the podcast, what was it, our second podcast, yeah. where Eunice really referred to the word pivot. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, when she was referring to pivot, the key principle in pivoting in basketball that she shared was that one foot had to stay planted in the place where it always has been, right? That's it right. had to have a firm place to stand. And so she referenced that one foot would stay where it was and the rest of the body would turn to where it was going. Well, I can't help but think, even as I think about the word pivot, Debbie, in this season that we find ourselves in, coming out of quarantine, but having gone through this quarantine now, you know, in this different season, if our pivot, if our our firm foundation, the place where that one foot was connected to, if it was connected or or grounded on something that we couldn't, that we could see, right? Like a job or a relationship or even going to church or any of those things. If those were the, if those were the key places where we were grounded, then when our body had to turn, right, when we had to change and do another thing, we would have fallen apart. But if we can keep our uh, our foundation, that place where that one foot doesn't change, grounded on what we can't see, mm-hmm. right, the truth of, of Christ, the hope that we have in him, the word of God, the strength that we draw from that, if our foot is grounded and, and doesn't leave that place, then when our whole body is forced to pivot, and the whole, you know, all of us is forced to go a different direction. We're going to stand. We're going to just change the way we do things. You know, I think people, all of us who have experienced, maybe we've realized things that our foot was planted on to one extent or another, and how trying to keep uh, keep ourselves balanced on that thing has led to a falling apart. But when we have kept our foot planted on the, the correct thing in the unseen places, Man, I know in my life, those are the places where I have had a smooth transition into quarantine, a smooth transition coming out of quarantine, and I feel like I'm in a healthier place in those places because I kept my foot on the right place when it was time to pivot and make a change. So true. So true. So, yeah, so we've been referencing uh, quite a bit here the scripture uh, from John 15 because really staying connected is all about abiding, right? Abiding with God. We have to stay connected to God in our transition. That's the first place or the first one that we need to stay connected with. John 15 is all about the vine and the branches. Um, If you've heard it before, there's a lot of teachings on abiding, but I'm going to read it for you and and we're just going to take this word abide and we're going to see how it impacts our lives when we do it correctly abiding in in the father during transition verse 9 in john 15 says as the father has loved me so have i loved you remain in my love if you keep my commandments you will remain in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love that word remain in different translations, sometimes you read it as abiding, it's remaining. Mm-hmm. The Greek word, if you go back to how it's originally defined, to abide means to to remain, to not depart from, to continue to be present. And what a critical piece of where the vine is connected to the branch. The branch cannot exist apart from the vine. 
The vine is its own structure. We are grafted into the vine when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. You actually graft in. You can graft a branch mm -hmm. into a vine, and the life-giving sap from the vine goes into uh, the branch, and then the branch can grow. Amazing. If you, if you break off or you injure that connection of the branch to the vine, it's the branch that suffers. Yes. And and the fruit that would have come off of the branch, the leaves, the life of the branch yes. is fully dependent upon being connected to that vine. And yes. for us as believers, that takes place when we make that personal decision to accept Christ as our Savior. We are grafted in to him. Amen. You know, I have a, a great example for that. I was um, planting new plants here in this new place that I'm living in, and I purchased a hibiscus tree from, from a store around here. When I brought it back, I realized that the most beautiful branch at the bottom of the tree was actually hanging off of the tree. Like it had been severed, oh, wow. but it was just hanging on, and it had a bloom on the end of it. And so I actually purchased this particular tree because I saw this and I saw this broken branch at the bottom. So when I brought this tree home with the broken branch and it's hanging there with this bloom waiting to, to blossom, the, the bloom actually did get enough food, enough sap from the tree that it made the most beautiful hibiscus flower, one. And when that flower died away, all the leaves died away and the branch just started to, to fall. Like even it had a small connection, you know, it was enough, it's, it was enough to bring forth one flower and then, and then it all went away. So the, the key, the critical piece of abiding completely in the Father, remaining, staying, not allowing anything to get in the way, just really spoke to my heart when I was thinking about that tree. That's such a good visual. And knowing how much you love to blog, how much you love to write, <laughs> that just sounds like something which should, um, that should come out on paper at some point, Laura. It may. It may. It may very well do that. You could say you heard it here first, right? <laughs> That's right. These relationships, I mean, it takes a lot of care. You have to watch over that connection. I yeah. mean, somebody was careless with that hibiscus yes. branch. Whether yes. they were intentional, probably not. Right? right, if they're trying to sell it, it accidentally got injured, but it was not cared for. It was not tended to, and yep. that's it. Relationships take work. They take intentional focus of keeping things healthy, and whether it's a relationship with a friend or someone in your family, but most importantly, with that relationship personally with Jesus Christ. You yep. know, our daily intimacy with the Heavenly Father needs to be a, a priority to each of us because that allows your communication to grow. The better um, I make a priority of my relationship with God, I'm gonna spend more time with him. I'm gonna study his word more, which is where I learn his heart, his character, his mm -hmm. nature, to help me get stronger. And, I, and what the result is that he is pouring into me truth, which leads to freedom. He's pouring in his uh, peace and his joy and that confidence that I know he's my heavenly father, but it's all flowing out of that connection. It's amazing when you think about the concept of abiding and being the vine and, and being the branch and God is constantly pouring into us in order for us to produce fruit, right? Bear fruit. The Bible talks about we need to bear fruit that lasts. But isn't it amazing when you, when you really think about the purpose of abiding, the goal 
is not really producing fruit, right? The right. goal of abiding is to stay connected to the branch. The fruit is really just the byproduct of staying connected. And I think so many times we go at it or we go into it thinking, I just need to be more kind or I just need to be more loving or I need to show more joy. And the fruit of the spirit is something that I'm seeing a lot on social media right now. Maybe you are too. But a lot of people are referencing that we need to show or display more peace, joy, love, self-control, all of these things that are so critical and crucial. But if you take it a step back, we can't produce any of those things without staying connected to the branch. And so it's almost like we're spinning our wheels, especially in the day we find ourselves in right now, where there are so many conversations about justice and, and, and the right thing to do. We are spinning our wheels if we think that we can just produce more kindness, more goodness, more patience, more self-control on our own. The truth is the abiding has to be first, right? In all of these conversations, in all of these situations that we find ourselves or our country in right now, we have to stay connected to the vine. Because if we're not staying connected to the vine, we really, it's all futile because we cannot produce it on our own. It, it all has to go back to that abiding factor. It's not a fruit of Laura. It's not That's a fruit right. of Debbie. That's right. You know, that's it's good. It's Absolutely. the fruit of the spirit. And Absolutely. you're right. Focus on the spirit. It sneaks up on you. You yes. find, wow, I, I just was more patient than I've ever yes. been before. Yes. Because it's coming out. That's from, right. From what he's doing in our lives. That's right. So what you were describing this hibiscus plant and this this branch that was just yeah. hanging yeah. on a little bit. I started thinking about, you know, this place of abiding, this place where we're staying connected uh, in our spirit to the the person of Jesus Christ into the presence of God. What what can cause the separation there? What can cause mm. the damage? And um, I was just in the in the woods the other day uh, riding bikes with my husband, and you know I was watching this kid walking down through this trail, and there's something about boys and a branch that they just love to grab it and break it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had two boys right who right. love to just play with sticks and stuff, but when when you've got somebody that comes along and just grabs a branch and yanks it off or breaks it i think little boys are showing their manhood by doing yes. that but the poor branch is done that's you know? right that's so right. sometimes in life there are very sudden breaks that take place in that intimacy with god i think well what might cause that to happen i think a traumatic event mm-hmm. it hits on every level it just wreaks havoc in somebody's in their emotions and in their thinking and they shift and they blame God. Yep. Like God, you did this to me. Yep. And that is like a break in that. In that, it, it can be. It can yep. be. If it wasn't a really healthy connection before, it can be this sudden break in that ability to really trust God and want to get close to Him. If you think God just did something terrible to your life, why would you want to get closer to Him? Yes. And so, I, and I also think about think about this, Laura. Branches that are easier to break, like in the woods, are brittle. Mm. They're harder. They're mm. drier. Yes. Right? That's right. So they're the that's ones right. they're the ones you use for the fire. You're gonna break this off that's and right. it just snaps. When our hearts become hardened over time, 
right? The, because we're not forgiving, you know, like whatever the reason is that causes our heart to be hard towards God in that relationship, it's been really dry. Yep. I'm checking the box and I'm going to church and I'm reading my daily devotional and I'm getting nothing out of it. Yep. That That's going to show a very dry, brittle heart. And it, and it does just takes one snap. It just that's takes right. one thing to break it. But when you have somebody whose connection with him has been really rich, mm-hmm. really a strong place of abiding, and it takes this force that suddenly hits it, it bends. Yes, yes. It bends. It may have some fibers that are broken. Yes. But it's still connected because it's flexible and it bends. So the condition of our heart, the condition of how much have we poured into that relationship, our intimacy with him really is going to determine how we weather weather those traumatic, those sudden uh, places of damage. That's right. Absolutely. And there are those sudden places of damage. I feel also when you look at a plant or a tree, there's also those places of damage that come along gradually. Yep. You might notice on your plants a small spot. Or you might notice a few wilted leaves or, you know, the flowers aren't blooming like you thought they were going to. And I think if we were to take that to ourselves spiritually, it's the small, seemingly small places that we find ourselves walking away from or turning away from or turning to that are out of line with the word of God and what he says. You know, it's small steps of disobedience that we can sometimes rationalize or say it's because of X, Y, or Z, it's okay in this situation. It's almost like those are the small dots of infection on a disease, on a plant. And the the flowers may be blooming beautifully, but if there is evidence, in fact, I remember uh, growing tomato plants and I was getting great tomatoes, but turning over a leaf one day by accident and seeing this mold or fungus that was growing on the bottom of the leaves in the hidden mm-hmm. places, right? Because it was getting too much water. But it's these things that we can't see or others can't see that cause that gradual disease or that gradual decay that eventually is going to impact the fruit, that is eventually going to impact the branches. And you're talking about um, sudden traumatic events that break the branches off. I think some of these slow, gradual things are what lead us to an unhealthy place. So when the traumatic event yes. happens, we can't stay connected. You know, if we if we identify all of those small things along the way that would gradually want to keep us from remaining in Him, then we will be stronger when those traumatic events come. It's it's interesting how they they connect to each other, right? The gradual leads to the to the traumatic. Um, And our impact or our response is going to be based on what we are experiencing at that time as far as how much we are abiding with the Father. You know, right before the fruit of the Spirit, right, in Galatians 5, before that portion of Scripture, there's the fruits of the flesh. And and fruit that's coming out of your flesh is bitter. You look mm-hmm. at those you look at those different descriptions there's a lot of anger there's a lot of fighting there's discord you know it's mm-hmm. it's just a lot of evil behaviors that take place they are not coming out of somebody who is in a place of abiding That's right and you're going to know you're going to know a Christian by their fruit That's right You're going to know a Christian by their fruit and so we got to look at our lives if if we were tasting our words right if we were tasting the the Roma that comes off of us, is it going to be bitter? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be sweet? 
no matter how much you say you're doing something in love, if it's yucky, it's really offensive or it's really wounding somebody else, it's not coming from a place of abiding in his presence because that's, that's right. not consistent with who he is. That's right. So we have to be really careful to make sure that we stay connected to him. It's very subtle. That's the right. enemy is very slick and he can try to make um, a really good looking apple uh, look good to you, but it's probably made of plastic. Yes, that's right. You know, let's let <laughs> let's right. let the fruit that comes out of our lives be legit from him. That's right. That's right. Because that's Amen. what's going to draw people to Christ. Amen. Who wants to get connected to a vine where there's nasty fruit coming off of a person on their no branch? One. Nobody. No one. That's right. Nobody. Let <laughs> you know people are drawn to Christ because of of this extravagant love. That's right. That should be evident in his in his children. That's we right. need to be extravagant. Uh, lovers, we need to be extravagant, uh, generous givers. These are fruits of the spirit that we're going to draw people to Christ. That's right. Now, when we when we take that place of abiding, that connection, and it's damaged, how do you know? What are the symptoms that you are lacking in that area? Mm. Because what happens, especially when you were talking about the gradual stepping away, when you do anything gradually, you get used to. Uh, a new level of normal mm -hmm. and you don't realize how far away from the model of Christ you've stepped. Mm -hmm. And so we started, I started thinking about hmm, how, what are it's like a checklist of things that I could look at in my own life as a warning. And let's just start first of all with Galatians five. Yep. I need to, what if you asked some, a friend of yours who will give you the honest answer as opposed to what you want to hear and say, can I ask you to rate me when you look at my life, how much love, mm. how much joy, mm. how much peace, right? Just go right down through the fruits of the spirit. How gentle, how kind, how good, how faithful, yep. how much self-control do I have? Yes. And you, and you ask that friend who will be honest, like, which is, which is a fruit that I could really grow in? You know, those if you have lacking patience and lacking kindness and lacking joy, that should be a symptom to make you look back and go, wow, I am not in a healthy connection, daily intimate connection with my Heavenly Father like I need to be. Absolutely. You know, I, as you even said that, I think that your response to your friend when she gives you the answer to your questions like you is can't also, also going to it's also going to be an indicator if you are abiding where you should be abiding. Because I think that sometimes and we all experience it, right, especially as we've come out of or worrying quarantine. It's easy to get irritated with people, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to get irritated with people. And I find that when I start getting irritated with people, especially the people that I love more than anything, right? When I find myself getting irritated with people, I have to take a step back and say, where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus lived his life for three years in ministry with 12 individuals who didn't understand who said the wrong thing, one who betrayed him, and we find him able to function in 12 people, right? Because he, he is the fruit of the spirit. He is all of those things. So how did Jesus walk with people? If I'm not walking with people, even those who say the wrong thing, irritate me, may betray me, if I am not responding in love like Jesus responded to his 12, then that's an indicator that I may not be connected to the vine the way that I should be. Um, I also think it goes to the fact that I'm thinking about myself 
far more than I'm thinking about others or what God's plan is for my life. Um, I think that's another indicator when everything is about me and my desires and my wants and my needs, and that's not fair to me, I have to go back and say, am I abiding? Am I walking with? Am I remaining with Christ every step of my journey? Or am I starting to get disconnected from the vine? I think another... Another one, I, I definitely see this one. I struggle with myself. When I am not investing in that relationship with God, I become selfish. Hmm. It, it, the world begins to revolve around me and what yes. my perceived needs are, what my desires are. There's a sense of entitlement that comes in there. You know, I start demanding things. This is what I deserve. And, and that's not the way at all that Jesus lived. That's right. And so I should be flowing in the nature of Christ, become more like him. And so when I feel myself getting irked with people, you know, which is causing relationship drama, it's over petty stuff. But mm -hmm. so much of it is rooted in selfishness. Mm -hmm. So that relationship, think of how much drama is rooted in wanting your own way. Yeah. And yeah. that is a huge red flag. Debbie, you need to check out that connection. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you just said. You said, um, when I am flowing in the ways of Jesus Christ, right. then all of these things start to, then then we know we are staying abiding in the vine. When the flow starts to go the wrong way, right? When we're trying to paddle upstream, how often does that also feel like work too, right? Yes. When we are flowing with Christ, when we are operating in the fruit of the spirit, when we are abiding with him, we can rest. But we find that when we go against that flow, another indicator could be that we're not abiding is when we're exhausted because we're trying to do everything on our own strength. When we find we're trying to do everything on our own strength, we can say, I'm probably not connected the way I should be. It's another indicator, and I need to uh, transition out of this. Speaking of the word transition, you know, staying connected to the vine, abiding in Jesus is important at all seasons of life. But as we've just been discussing, there is no more important time than to stay connected than during a transition, right? There is so many, there are so many opportunities for the enemy to have a foothold in open doors. So we want to make sure that when we, when there is a door in front of us that we are, is open and we are walking through, right? That we are connected to the vine because transition is also an opportunity for the enemy to come in and get a foothold. And we don't want that to happen. We want our transitions to be smooth the way that he has ordained them to be so that we end up in the place where he has purposed for us to be. My dad shared, and he's, he has actually shared this on a YouTube channel. So I want to give him a, a shout out for this. Um, he was asking the Lord uh, a couple years ago, what does abiding look like? Like just, what does it look like? And God said, why don't you ask me what it looks like to me and so my dad says okay god what what does abiding look like to you he goes it's simple kurt it's the five w's and so my dad literally writes five w's down and god this is what god impressed on his heart he said you are abiding in me when you are doing what i want you to be doing mm. in the way that i want you to be doing it when i want you to be doing it where I want you to be doing it, and with whom I want you to be doing it. So think about that. I'm abiding in him when I'm actually only doing what he's asked me to do. No less, no more. I'm doing it in the when, the timing, because we all know that timing can make all the difference for something to make or break. Mm 
Mm-hmm. When he wants me to do it. The where, let's think about it. We have different platforms for where to do things today. God, where do you want me to be doing this? In the, I'm sorry, in the way that he wants me to do it. That's your, your tone of voice and, and the, the heart that's coming out. And then finally, with whom? With mm-hmm. whom do you want me to do it? And these, these five W's are just, they're critical. Because mm-hmm. that is a great, well, first of all, Jesus modeled it, right? Yep, absolutely. Jesus modeled it about having all five line up, you know that you're abiding. Absolutely. You know, if we look, it, it even says, right, he, he only did what the Father told him to do. He only said what the Father told him to say. Jesus modeled every one of those five W's that you just talked to. And before we open our mouths, that's the question that we should be asking ourselves, you know, before we commit to something, before we sign up to do something in our transition, before we uh, get involved in even new things at church, right? When we're transitioning to a new place, just like Jesus did, we are only to do what the Father to do, Father said to do, only to say what the Father says today, say, which actually goes right back to the beginning of this podcast, Debbie, where we talked about balance and what goes on the plate. Yep. Right? The, what relationships we get into, what relationships we might need to leave behind for a season. It all goes back to balance. Jesus lived a life of balance. And when we do what the Father says to do and only do that, when we follow those five W's, we are also going to live that life of balance. And we're going to have a plate that is representative of the will of God for our lives individually at that time in the place that we're in. Think about Jesus with the five W's. There were things that he only shared in small, intimate groups. Mm -hmm. And then there were things that he shared in large, like the the, the whom part of the five W's was much larger. There were... The, the way that Jesus spoke, sometimes he raised his voice, like in the temple, right, with this righteous anger that mm-hmm. came out. But most most of the time, Jesus was soft-spoken, you know, in terms of gentle and the way he approached people. He wasn't condemning. He wasn't shouting at them to change, you know. So his approach, his way was very, very effective. Um, he, I think that's why he always went to spend time with the Father. He mm. modeled it. He yes. modeled, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right, and I need to go up top of that mountain with nobody else with me so that I can hear what the Father's telling me to do. Yep, yep. No, no more and no less. Yep. And that allowed him to transition literally from heaven to earth. Absolutely. Right? And transitioning from this place of uh, pre-ministry, then his ministry, and then ultimately he's preparing his church so he, he had no time to mess up on this. Yep. And he nailed it. He got it right all the time. Here's the key. The five W's, right? And again, you can't find, you can't look up five W's in the scripture because it's not there. But the, <laughs> the principles are there. Jesus definitely modeled it. You have to get all five to be abiding. Jesus did exactly what God was telling him to do. And he didn't miss out on one. For example, if he had a message to to share with the disciples, he didn't he didn't mess up one of the W's like hit the way he presented it. He didn't condemn them. He didn't put them down for not having enough faith. He didn't mm-hmm. belittle them. So for us, if there's five W's that we're trying to align up and we get one wrong, it really changes the outcome. Really I can does. be, I can do everything right, but if I do it, at, if I speak up at the wrong time, 
it falls flat because there's a piece of my flesh that's getting in there. It's not completely by the spirit. And here's, here's a challenging word that we need to think about. Let's say God identifies, hey, listen, you did everything right, but the timing was wrong. The, the fifth W, the when, mm-hmm. you, you missed it on that. We need to really be careful about that. And we dig our heels in mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Four's got to be good enough for you, God. <laughs> and I just and I just make a decision. I'm going to I'm going to do this when I want to do it because it makes sense to me. The refusal to line everything up that like that fifth W ultimately is disobedience. That is not abiding. That's like a little fray That's in that right. connection between me and God. So that connection is a that place of abiding is about really doing everything according to the direction that the Holy Spirit is leading us. Absolutely, you know, I think one of our prayers in transition when you're talking about the five W's is, Lord, let me be sensitive to the W that I may not be aligning myself with, and let me be uh, sensitive and repentant and move away from the thing that is not lining up correctly so that those W's are um, all exactly what God wants us to do. Mm So I think this has really been a a beautiful uh, final episode on our series on transition because in every one of these areas that we've discussed, whether it's our own personal stories or Eunice's story or we've talked about loneliness and fear, all of these different things that come into transition, Deb, all of them are not possible to do successfully if we are not connected to the vine. And so really, as we have had this opportunity to share today what it means to be connected, you know, I, I, I would hope, I know our hope and our prayer is that our listeners, along with ourselves, would walk away with an understanding of what it means to remain in Jesus and how critical it is to remain with him every step of the way. You know, we need that balance that Jesus had in his life in order to be stable in order to stand where he's called us to stand you talk about the armor of god we got to stand right you can't stand if you're out of balance and then all of those things lead to a place of safety for us as believers as far as um, not getting out of line with where we need to be we're going to produce fruit that lasts if we stay connected to the vine So we just want to thank you all for being uh, a part of these episodes on transition. We're grateful that you've been a part, and we hope you've been blessed as we have certainly been blessed as we've had the opportunity to share about it. But we're excited about what God is doing next. And so for the month of August, you know, the heat is getting turned up, right? August, I don't know where you live, but August is a hot humid month every place that I've ever lived and our air conditioner's on now so I can't imagine (laughs) August absolutely that's right by the time we write August is going to be a hot month so August we are really looking at situations in God's word where the heat gets turned up and when that does what the result is because what we're going to see in in every one of the individual's lives that we're going to look at or each one of the stories or passages when the heat gets turned up there's a purpose behind it right there's a purifying process that comes with the heat getting turned up and all eyes are turned on jesus we go to that next level of holiness or sanctification that we are striving for, that the Holy Spirit is working out in us. And we're excited to go. August is actually going to be, while it's still going to be conversational and 
and relaxed and casual. We are going to go more into a, a Bible study mode for the month of August as we look at some individuals' lives and how when the heat was turned up, God certainly moved and did a work on their behalf in so many ways. I am super excited about this because, you know, just like with Debbie, our passion is the to, word. That's right. <laughs> it's the, the word. word. That's right. Teaching the word, speaking the word, digging into the word, writing about the word, whatever God gives us. So we're glad that you're with us on this journey. And we can't wait um, for, for our next week, next Monday. Join us again um, as we really get into some of these situations where the heat has turned up into this Bible study. I that's cannot right. wait. So we will see you then. Thanks again. Uh, you know, we're all in a transition, honestly, all of the time, right? We're either coming out of a transition, we're in one, or we're going into one, whether we know it or not. Keep these principles at the forefront of your mind and your heart as you have your quiet time with the Lord, as he guides you and leads you. Um, as always, we're praying for you, uh, and God bless you. Thank you for being a part of what he's doing here at Beyond the Building. God bless you. See you next time. Take care, everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more 